I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon. This is the COB. My name is Kyle Rodder. I'm with Danny Akuye. Uh, Danny, where we finished up cash trade because uh, off the lows, but certainly another day in negative territory. Indeed. But look, I will take it because it was looking pretty grim in the morning session. And we currently, the ASX 200 down 47 points or six tenths of a percent, 7,148. And there we go, the SIBO 200 down just over nine points, again, 0.67%. So... Yeah, it's down, but it was a lot worse earlier on. Yeah, it was. And uh, well, we'll get across the factors as to why in a moment. But first, let's just get across some of the areas of the market that were weighing on things. Uh, healthcare and Sonic in particular, we'll get across the results in just a moment as well, uh, but off by 6%. Uh, CSL, not down by a great deal, but still, whenever it's off, it has an impact on the overall force. Yep. Uh, ResMed continuing to struggle as well. In fact, uh, that's been um, yeah a real blight on the market over the last Apparently, few weeks. Apparently, there's a lot of shorters in there at the moment. They've uh, really grabbed hold of the whole narrative around mm. Azampic and those weight loss and Manjaro, those weight loss drugs. But yeah. believe it or not, a, a lot of people that have sleep apnea are not necessarily overweight. So the narrative could be misplaced. Interesting. Okay. Um, we've got some more healthcare stocks that we'll take a look at here as well. Uh, ProMedicus. Um, just continues to defy gravity, it would seem, yep. up by 0.74%. Its results was were good the other day, but um, 120... Uh, what was that? Cochlears were good too, and oh, they're indeed, in yeah. the green as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Um, uh, although, as you can see, those are the healthcare names, and generally speaking, healthcare sector down. Moving on, telcos, also in focus today. Uh, Telstra results, somewhat disappointing, off by 2.71% the stock. Uh, that's a media move. That's a really kind of interesting chart. I don't, we'll have to work out that bug, I think. Um, let's move on. Seven West Media is down by 4% four, uh, 4% as well. Uh, real estate's one of the few shining lights, I guess, and yep. maybe that's a part of this interest rate story that we might just elaborate on in a second. And Goodman Group, it's not in there, but Goodman Group reported yep. today, and that was up 5%. Tasty, okay. Which is really quite a lot for such a ginormous stock. Yeah, exactly. And in, on, on a down date soon, no less as well. Correct. Let's get to the three themes, though, because as uh, well, we have been tackling all week. There's a bit of micro, there's a bit of macro, there's some stuff coming from left and right fields. It's all going on today. Um, let's get across the three themes now. And uh, well, a turning point that relates to the labour market. Perhaps the reason, in fact, I'd say that is the reason why we did see the ASX 200 kind of grinding high throughout the uh, end of the day's trade. Hope. Hope, exactly. Hope that it wasn't just a a little glitch around the school holidays, which, you know, your gentleman um, from the ABS was referring to. You get this seasonal impact. And just remember, these numbers do, they're quite volatile. Mm. So obviously the market wanted some hope. 
Aussie dollar though, Ooh, 63, 63 spot nine. Yeah, I think what, what Bjorn, as you were just alluding to, um, Danny was saying is that um, both in April and in January, uh, we saw a drop in employment yeah. um, and that coincided with uh, school holidays. You said it's sort of an emerging pattern um, post COVID that um, every school holidays we're, we're seeing, you know, people deferring, taking jobs or looking for jobs or hiring and all these sorts of things. So um, it mightn't be necessarily the turning point that we're looking at. Nevertheless, it probably means that the RBA is in no rush to hike rates, at least next month, perhaps for uh, a couple of months yet. Yeah. Uh, market's actually pricing in no further hike mm. from the RBA. So that price is priced out now, is oh, it? We're talking like five basis okay. points, something like that. So the balance of probabilities would be um, yeah. a, a peak in rates. Um, so that did support the market. Uh, but the hits and misses, I think that's what we'll run mm. through, obviously, in a, in a moment. There's been a huge amount of companies reporting today. Um, but finally, and I'll let you run with this, yields by something going on in, with the US 10-year. Yeah, like this just keeps on marching ever, ever higher. So it is worth focusing on that the US 10-year Treasury is at 15-year highs. So in Australian trade, it's actually gone up to four spot 3.08. Don't underestimate the significance of that. We mm. are seeing it in some of the longer dated assets in terms of technology stocks, also healthcare stocks, because they tend to trade lower. Um, I know some people are looking at four and a half percent. That's not bullish for equity markets. Also, the real uh, yield, 10-year yield, yeah. is moving up That's to crazy. one spot eight, nine percent. It'll be even higher now. So the bond markets are not the friend of the equities markets. It's also playing havoc with the US dollar. So the PBOC was today selling US dollars, buying yuan. I mean, it just looks like whenever you get these spikes in US Treasury yields, it does cause huge volatility. And the VIX at the moment is a little bit elevated. The move had didn't move overnight, but just flagging it like it's not a positive. No, and it's I guess not a positive at all. Will be the interesting thing now whether there is sort of broader ramifications of this, or is this just a little bit of indigestion? I guess only time will tell. <laughs> just a um, bit of indigestion of one point eight trillion dollars worth of issuance coming yeah. in the second half of the year. Yeah. Well, we'll see if the market can digest it. Um, but let's get across the corporate results, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, start with Telstra just because, mm. well, it's a household favourite for many anyway. Uh, people like to see, oh, absolutely nothing there, unfortunately. But um, it was, well, I guess a softer result than perhaps many were hoping for. Uh, the top line check. figures were okay. Um, there, there wasn't much in terms of meaningful guidance. In fact, it was roughly in line with expectations. Um, and not too much there. I've is... got some numbers here. Would you like me yeah, to quickly yeah, run yeah, through? So yep. basically, they posted a net profit after tax of 2.1 billion for full year 23. Earnings per share up 16% to 16.7 cents. The CEO Vicky Brady emphasised the discipline in managing costs over the year as the business works towards its T25 strategy. And on the outlook, Telstra has guided in line with the market, and they announced a dividend of 17 cents. But clearly. The market no likey. I think they put a, a halt on the divestment plan of yeah, some of those. Some of the assets yeah, after. and I think that would have really been one of the most bullish components of divesting mm. um, the infrastructure, the yeah. towers and things like that. Yeah, the investors wanted a bit of a, a cash splash, maybe a special dividend somewhere down the line from from the proceeds of that. I don't know, but yeah, that that, that didn't occur. Mm. Um, Ingham's though, uh, the Chooks. 
Buck, buck. There we go. Um, probably one of the best performers of the, the day on the market. Um, a business that we really did struggle with uh, supply disruptions throughout the pandemic. Yep. Everyone still likes to eat chicken, but it was just hard to, to deliver on that, I suppose, for, for Ingham's. But um, largely uh, providing well, some fairly solid numbers there. And also, I think, a sense now that, um, well, onwards and upwards from here. Yeah, indeed. Up 14% to $3.17. up, in fact. Might have been, who knows, a bit of short covering. Who knows what's going on? Yeah. On in the markets because that's a chunky move. Very, very challenging business. I mean, I was in the supermarket digressing really quickly. Mm. Fruit and veggie prices whoo, collapsing. Yeah. You know, capsicums really cheap. Yeah. Cauliflowers really cheap. Broccoli really cheap. Just a reminder, also berries getting cheaper. Just a reminder that those lower prices will come into inflation. Are just the beginning or something? Are you, are you like a Woolworth shill or something? A Woolworth what? White paid Woolworth shill or something. We're going to do it. I just noticed yesterday, <laughs> I'm allowed to say Woolworths, it's probably happening in Coles, yeah. that they're very cyclical businesses. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I was just saying. But also, yeah. too, it's good for inflation if the old fruit and veggie prices are going down. Anyway, we digress. Let's move on. Domain. We, we will. And this, was, this wasn't a, a paid sponsored bit there. Um, but Domain, let's, let's talk about that because um, obviously so sensitive to the housing market. And it's um, the poor cousin to REA isn't mm, it? The ugly one. The ugly one. Off 7.8%. Obviously, the market didn't like. Revenues of 345 yeah. spot 7 million. EBITDA of 108 spot 6 million, down 13%, and a final divvy of 4 cents. Yeah. This next one mm. uh, did my head in, uh, just because I it? don't own that much of it, but I own something of it. Uh, Sonic Healthcare, really seeing its uh, profits normalise after that boom during the pandemic, I think. Yeah. And, you know, maybe not providing all that much information to suggest that, you know, maybe the intrinsic growth drivers for the business are all that um, strong, at least for the, for the time being. So um, a bigger drop in profits than expected. And um, while the guidance was a little bit disappointing, I think just off the top of my head, I think the dividend was a bit lower than right. um, forecast as well, but don't quote me on that. But certainly, um, yeah, 53% drop in a year in, in profitability, largely expected because of those um, normalizations in, in, uh, from the pandemic. Um, but uh, nevertheless, quite poor. Uh, super retail, though, uh, another interesting one. Uh, yes, so there we are. Group sales up 7%, net profits up 9%, final div 44%. Positive sales outlook and the share price actually doing quite well, up 2.85% uh, or 38 cents to $13.72 today. Last but not least, uh, and as you can tell, there has been a number of companies reporting today. Seven Group, um, you had a good, the good fortune of speaking with uh, Ryan Stokes, the CEO, if I am not mistaken. I did indeed, which yeah. you can obviously catch up mm. online. And uh, basically, good results here. They're very much seeing the tailwinds from infrastructure, construction, and mining expenditure. Net profit up 6.8%, revenues up 20%, final div 23 cents, and really optimistic high single digit EBIT growth guidance for next year. They're one of the companies that has guided to a positive outlook. Yeah, and it was our stock of the day. It was. In fact, uh, did you do the call today? Yes, I did indeed. Take Philip Pepe and uh, Josh Barker gave us their views on Seven Group. It was a good result, so I'm going to call it a buy. Um, we like parts of the market that they're exposed to. So the West Track business, the Coates business, the Boral business, all in sectors uh, with, with strong expenditure ahead of them. So these aren't sectors, uh, infrastructure spending, replacing equipment, uh, parts of building, 
don't seem to be slowing. Even Boral seems with their result have put some price increases through. Conglomerate and I guess diving into what is within the company, um, their sectors that we are favourable towards, um, even I guess the, the sort of media exposure. It's a very small part of their business mm -hmm. these days. Um, so in the, in the latest note today, um, the media part only made up about 5% of their earnings, um, whereas Boral alone uh, made up closer to 20% of its earnings. Obviously, increasing by 120% always helps out that uh, that split. So, yeah, definitely happy to be exposed. Um, we do like the building and construction sector here in Australia with those sort of, um, you know, pressures on, on the housing market. So, um, yeah, definitely be happy to hold 7 Group. So that was a, a double hold? No, uh, well, one buy and one hold. Okay, so I won't yeah. be going to the investment committee, but no. um, seemingly a, a positive uh, verdict. Yeah, absolutely. The, the well, they're over. in all the right sectors. Yeah, indeed. Mm. All right, well, let's get a view on that now. Henry Jennings from Markets Today standing by. Henry, apologies for keeping yeah. you. Big news day. We did have to squeeze a quick infomercial in there as well. Um, but <laughs> what, was okay. your, what was your view on uh, Seven Group yourself? Um, did, is, it, is, is it a stock that you tend to, to sort of sniff around much? Uh, it's not, I have to say. Uh, it's interesting, though, I, I haven't heard the word ginormous from anybody for such a long time. So it was refreshing to hear Danielle say that word. <laughs> I think the last time I heard that was when I was about 12 years old. But um, so uh, you've got to say, with, with Seven Group, let's face it, the result was pretty much uh, forecast. We've seen the borrow results out. We've seen the Caterpillar results out from the US in terms of uh, the demand there for big Tonka trucks. And Seven Group was hardly a big surprise. Good result, very solid. Uh, good to see Ryan Stokes on Ausbiz uh, as well. Uh, Seven West Media, uh, obviously uh, not going as well, but as you rightly say, not a massive part of it. But yes, conglomerate, a bit like uh, a West Farmers in lots of respects now this one has become. So nothing wrong with this one, definitely a hold. Uh, I think we talked about this on the call uh, a week or so ago, and I think we came to the same conclusion that basically with Borrell, et cetera, it was a pretty good business doing pretty well, good management, and uh, exposed to all the right parts of the economy. Henry, ginormous, Go taking on. you back to being 12. Well, back to play school. No, not quite. Anyway, moving on. Um, in terms of how the reporting season's going, what results have you liked? What stocks have you liked thus far? I mean, obviously we've got huge amount to come, but so far. So far, well, it has been a bit like a spaghetti Western, hasn't it? Let's face it. Um, we've had the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, certainly there's been some good today. Ingham's was a pretty good result. Uh, I thought the CSL result was pretty good all things considered uh considering that they did put in that downgrade beforehand so i don't think that one's too bad at all uh the cochlear result obviously good uh we have had some uh other good ones the, uh, the other one that caught my eye was uh, super retail today and, uh, and to be honest the retail sector has done better than many had been expecting super retail they have sold sixty thousand matilda's shirts wow through Rebel Sport. Now, whoever decided on the buyer's side to go, yep, we're going to get a lot of these on board to sell uh, was a stroke of genius because they've obviously done very well. Special dividends, that's good. Uh, you know, the other thing I think about this reporting season is the commentary from the banks uh, that we've seen from uh, CBA, uh, NABs and uh, others talking about the stress 
that their balance sheets are under because of the bad debts and the 90-day arrears, which doesn't seem to be happening. And the media has been focused on this for such a long time, obsessed with this, and it doesn't seem to be happening. So I think that's that's kind of interesting in terms of results. Generally, I think results have been relatively okay, resilient, solid. Uh, many have not given uh, too much in terms of uh, outlook forecasts, but we haven't seen too many challenging statements. Uh, obviously, there's some when we go from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Domain was one of those today, which uh, you'd have to say when you've got a two-horse race and an REA group does it so well, it's pretty hard to see Domain doing as well. Um, and uh, Newix was a bit disappointing today, but probably not from a headline front. It was more uh, corporate governance issues, I think, at play there. So I think generally reporting season has been pretty solid. Unfortunately, the backdrop to reporting season has been pretty unsolid. Uh, and we have found ourselves in uh, shaky ground with the Aussie dollar falling away just in time for my trip to Europe, thankfully. So that's just made that pizza in uh, in the piazza just that little bit more expensive. Thank you. Uh, thank you, China. Um, so um, it's been so far interesting. Super Thursday. I think this is our second one. We've got another couple of Super Thursdays to go. Uh, the Goodman Group was interesting, wasn't it? That was ginormous. Uh, 5.5% rise today. That's a pretty big rise for a, a company that's been under pressure. And the REITs, surprisingly, have held up rather well. Mm. Uh, I know I know they've been down in the dumps for a long time. So I think retail, some of the areas that we thought were going to be bad haven't been bad. And some of the areas we thought were going to be good haven't been that good. Telstra, for instance, you know, I thought that was a pretty solid result. It was more, I think, the infrastructure side of things, that sale there mm. that they're not going to do, which I think the market was disappointed with. That's a $15 billion business they were going to carve out and flog off. So I think that was the disappointment rather than anything else. So I think it was a pretty solid result from Telstra. And speaking of results, Matilda, is very magnanimous not to mention last night's results too, of course, Henry. But um, just in terms what? of <laughs> just in terms of the, uh, the, the the jobs figures as well today, um, obviously uh, maybe saved our bacon a little bit um, uh, in terms of the day's trade. Um, maybe some hopes now that the RBA will get out of the way and, and the job's done. Well, I think there is that hope. You know, we we do have a changing of the guard, don't forget, with the RBA. It's Glenn mm -hmm. Stevens' last meeting in September. He's probably off to Jackson Hole next week. That could be pivotal. Uh, last year, uh, I think uh, it was quite a pivotal moment. The Fed rammed home their message that inflation was their priority. Targeting inflation was what they were going to do at all costs, and they have followed through with that, and we're seeing the results of that. Certainly, the RBA will, I think, pause now. 3.7%, it's, you know, it's, it's creeping up, it's not dangerous. And as uh, Daniel says, you know, childcare is expensive and that does tend to distort things around school holidays. If you're going to be changing your jobs, do you change uh, in a school holiday or do you wait for uh, the end of the holiday when the kids go back to school and you're not paying a couple of hundred bucks a day to send the kids off somewhere? So I think that's a factor. Obviously, the numbers do bounce around a little bit, but I'd say Phil Lowe is going to finish up not being quite such a Grinch as he was. And of course, then we have Michelle Bullock taking over uh, from there on. So it'll be interesting to see how the RBA evolves and changes in the coming months. Absolutely, Henry. Well, thank you so much. We'll let you go because uh, I will see you on the call tomorrow. So you better brush up on some of your tunes just in case we have to have a few. I will. They're a particularly dull bunch of stocks, I have to say, Danielle. <laughs> 
<laughs> Awfully sorry. I, I wasn't on top of them, so uh, apologies. That's, that's all right. We'll, we'll try and make it as lively as humanly possible with uh, a bunch of uh, REITs that uh, really, uh, yeah, indeed. not my Indeed, yeah. indeed. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the COB today and sharing your insights. Thanks, Henry. It's always a pleasure, guys. Thanks. We'll have to whack that one in the promo for tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> for the, Particular the bu dull bunch of stocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's get across the leaders and laggards, shall we? And uh, here we go. We've already spoken about some of the movers here. And IPH on the move as well, I think. Did they report as well? I think they may have actually. Yeah. Or, or if not... Uh, yeah, and Goodman Group. Yeah, so just have a quick look here if I can find anything. Yeah, they had an investor briefing, so they obviously haven't reported. They have reported. Yeah, FY23 results today. Day. Obviously good. That roll-up is working well. And uh, interesting to see Abacus Storage up 4.7%. We talked about that one on the call last week, I think, from right. memory. Was yeah. there much sort of positive sentiment towards it then? Not particularly. I think yeah, okay. National Storage is the preferred is one the from one. memory. And okay. Megaport, that was sold off uh, yesterday, but it looks like it's bounced back today. Yeah, volatile stock, eh? Um, yeah. So Megaport's down four and a half, uh, up 4.5%. Um, let's get to the laggards now. And while well, there'll be a few Ooh, earnings season. Lithium. Uh, yeah, that was a $100 million institutional placement was announced uh, okay. this morning. Right. Um, so that one was quite striking and I think caught investors off guard. So I'm, I'm quite sure that that would be the reason for that. Like resources has just been volatile in general recently. Correct. Um, but Sayona, um, Domain's the one that jumps out there naturally because Absolutely. we did. Um, we'll talk about the disappointing result. Um, let's go to the small caps now, leaders and laggards. And there we go. Nothing that necessarily jumps out, although um, your coal portfolio is probably looking a little bit better today with Bowen Coal up by 7%. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Laggards in the small cap space. Uh, Next dead, ooh, down to almost 28%. Uh, obviously, mm. uh, yeah, nothing else. American West Metals, oh, I spoke about that today. And it is very risque. It's had a great run and I think we had Two cells on that one. All oh, right. Okay. So yeah. uh, the bears. Maybe, maybe after maybe after the call, everyone went out and sold it. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> make sure you, you tell me next time we can start run, front running these things. Um, just kidding. Let's go to the well. What's on tonight? Yeah. And, what is uh, on in tonight? In the next twenty four hours, U.S. unemployment claims, Ooh, Philly Fed manufacturing, but U.S. earnings, WMT. Yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting. Target rallied last night off the back of their results, which was surprising a few commentators, and uh, Cisco also had slightly better than expected from what I could gather. But the big Walmart, it's at uh, I think fifty two, if not all time highs at the moment. Yeah, Goliath and uh, America's biggest company by revenue, so mm. it's going to be very telling, especially about that U.S. consumer, which. Well, this week well, we've all been feeling more, more confident. It's, it's, it's a lot more sort of um, staples, and staples rather than Target, which does more discretionary items. Interesting. Okay, so that will be uh, something we'll be talking about tomorrow morning. Um, let's move on in terms of what's coming up tomorrow. And well, not too much in terms of macro, but um, certainly mm. a few results. All come there, IPH. Yeah, we said that was before. My apologies. Um, XDIV. Magellan, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, see how the, the, the flows, uh, flow data, I suppose, there. And um, well, what's probably expected, I'm sure, to be a weak result. Maybe the bar's just hit especially mm. low. Um, so who knows? But um, there we go, Newcrest as well as Ansel will go active just to keep an eye on. Yep. All right. Let's um, wrap up and see how the markets close. ASX 200, uh, final figures down 49 spot, two points. 
or 0.68%. And there we go, SIBO uh, also down nine points or 0.67%. So pretty much the same today, those two indices, which is interesting. Yeah. And uh, Little Aussie Battler, let's see how the Little Aussie Battler's doing because I just read a rather scary article that the Commonwealth Bank is flagging potential weakness in the Aussie dollar below 60 cents. <laughs> Everybody can breathe in. Uh, looks like the Aussie dollar's well, it's flirting around the 64 cent level, so it has recovered slightly. Bounce to fraction, European markets coming online, so we'll see what direction it goes from here, I suppose. Um, but as you've probably gathered, it was an enormous day. In fact, a ginormous day on the market. So uh, we have a lot of content on the platform that you can catch up on everything, and of course, the website as well. But in the meantime, well, have a lovely evening, and we will see you for Friday TJF tomorrow exactly. morning. Exactly. Bye. <laughs>